Sorry. Come on, this is new to me. I mean, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. We're doing new stuff. Okay, now you can start it out. I will, now do the intro and do the, talk about this, but I won't do the sound effect. I shouldn't have done it. No, you should have. Welcome to Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, Jason is uncomfortably playing with a brown water bottle. So Take I, that as you will. Yeah, um, this is called LMNT. It's supposed to not to break a fast. It's called chocolate salt, salt, but it went in like poop. So it did look like it. Anyways, welcome to this episode. I think we're episode 182. Um, Threads podcast. Oh. Is that- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to water is not going to help. You're going to need something. <laughs> That's probably. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You need to drink some of this. Nope. That nope. is probably the worst thing I've ever drank in my life. <laughs> well, well, this is a space for unfiltered stuff, including unfiltered dialogue about faith, mental health, and uncomfortable conversations. Jason, what in the world are we doing other than laughing at your poor life decisions? So we're going to do a weekly check-in. Don't ever drink LMNT uh, chocolate salt. It tastes like caca. And then we're going to uh, talk to Blake Fine from Rethinking Christianity podcast. I think you'll really enjoy that. He's got a, he's got a great follow on Instagram, so check that out. And then, uh, yeah, we're just going to chat it up. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So today, what I learned, Mike asked me to do it. I remembered it 20 minutes before the show started. Yeah. Typical Jason. I have three and you get to vote, which is the best one. Ooh, okay. So okay. this will be short. So um, first one is today. I learned vodka eyeballing is the practice of consuming vodka by pouring it into the eye sockets where it is absorbed through the mucous membranes of the region into Ooh. the bloodstream. What the, in the, hell? the terrible part is. It does not induce rapid intoxication. However, since the amount of alcohol absorbed by the eye is low, then why do it? Yeah. Have you heard of like, no, this is gross. Yep. Through the butt. Yes. Or, or chicks with tampons. Yeah. Like at least you get shit face quick. quick. Like if yeah. you're going to go through that, at least it, there's, but this does nothing. Oh, the eye. First of all, that's gross. The eye, but then. Yeah, if it's not giving you the benefit, what in the hell are people doing? So speaking of eye, I hit my I had a branch hit my eye today and there's no mark, but I got it started watering. I was telling the Megan, I was like, what happened if I got poked with a branch and then just I backed up and it just pulled my oh, eye out? No. Oh, and she no. was like, Is that too much? Yeah, are you struggling? Keep going, keep going. Are you hot? No, keep and going. I was like, Is there any way to save that? She goes, No, nah, you're gonna be called patches after that happens. So <laughs> patches. Yeah. So so that's the first one. The second one is, this is quick, bats eat enough insects to save the U.S. over $1 billion a year in crop damage. Okay, I can see that. What is your feeling on bats? Well, they're creepy because they're because they're a mixture of two things I hate, mice and rats and then birds. You don't like birds? Ugh, I ugh. feed all the birds out there. We have like seven different Terrible varieties. person. Why don't you like birds? Birds can peck your eye out. Speaking of eyes, it all comes back to the eye. See? Question for you. Did I ever tell you my bat story on this show? No. Did you ever hear it when Ben and I were on? I, I, I didn't hear it, or at least I didn't remember Give it. Give the short, short version. I am I love bats outside of my house, but inside of my house, I don't like bats. Well, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure we have a bat family that lives up there. I've seen them come in and out. We've heard them over the years at times, but we'll go years without it. 
So one day there was a bat up in uh, flying around up in the exercise room. We're like, holy shit, go in there, shut the door. Can't find the bat. I'm like, I know it's in here. Looked around, couldn't find it. I'm like, ah, maybe it flew out, whatever. Lay down in bed at about 1030. Megan's like, mm. the bat starts flying around and the ceiling fans going, I scream like a girl and hid in the closet. Well, me- well, Megan scooped the bat into a pillowcase and let it outside. So you're scared of bats too. I am scared of bats. Someone breaks in my house. I will be the first one to bust through that door. But if a bat's in there, you better, you're good luck. That's, that's the way it is at our house. Natalie has to take care of oh, the did, creepy crawlies. So, so did, so I tell you a dead bird fell from our roof recently. Yeah, no. So I, I was cooking burgers and I was just finished, pulled them off. And all of a sudden, like just barely in front of me, plop was a bird. And it was a little baby bird that had fallen off the roof. It rolled down the roof. Oh. And plop there, but it missed my burgers by like two feet. Can you imagine if it would have fallen on my burgers? How I would have still eaten it. I probably would have thrown the plate and like pure like. Bleh! So the bird was already dead. Um, no, that one wasn't. Second time there was, and our dog got it. So the one that was alive, did you just step on it? Um, Natalie threw it away because oh, it was no. <laughs> it had fallen from a long ways okay. and then was like so shaking. You step on it to finish. Don't let it suffer. I, I don't know what she did. I. I stay away she from probably that. ate it. She okay. did not eat it. Okay. So, and then third one, this one's not safe for work. Just throwing it out there. Okay. It actually gave me a warning. <laughs> it said, are you 18 today? I learned the honeymoon rhinitis R H I N I T I S is a condition that causes stuffy nose during sexual arousal due to erectile tissue in the nose being engorged during arousal and should not be confused with sexually inducing sneezing, which is uncontrollable bouts of sneezing caused by sexual arousal. Michael, my question to you is, do you have any of these issues? No. Thank God. I don't either. But that's so interesting. I know. I never heard of this shit. It's sitting in your nose. So, so I have to pick which one's the best. Yeah. What out of the three? Which do you think? Okay. Is the tell best? me what the first one was again. The first one was a vodka eyeball, bats, and then sexual seizing. Vodka, because that's the weirdest thing. Really? Because it's probably painful, and it doesn't give you any benefit. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, who even does this? Yeah. I mean, it's like drinking this. Caca water. And again, if it would get you drunk quicker, I could see why people do it. Yeah, exactly. But there's no benefit. Why are, why are you why? torturing yourself? Yeah. Otherwise, anyway. you're going to be blind. Okay. You want to know the really bad part about me is I told Nail if she's ever blind, I can't be married to her. Why? Oh, blind people creep me out. I know. Play. No. I will send you to Jesus or oh. like whatever. Way. I will send you to Jesus. I know it's a terrible view, but like it's just, oh. Their right. eyes are always looking off. The Do you want life. me to edit this out? No, it's, it's. I swear to God, if she goes blind, I'm going to come over and beat the shit. Out I of know it. you should. Try. You should. Like That's the one thing I put in my vows is like. The <laughs> one... No, I'm just saying I didn't do that. But she's going to kick your ass. No, she knows this. I tell her this all the time. It's just telling other people. I'm just telling you how messed up I am and how much I need Jesus. Anyways. Uh, so, Jason, those were some great things i learned that's that's why i had you do it because i think it's too much of what i've learned and we need to know what you learned yeah no i all those but things you, i well you, i kind of knew the bat thing i knew bats are great for the environment yeah. with insects but i didn't know it saved a billion dollars yeah. of crap yeah so crop damage so tell me tell me tell me which one's your favorite out of those three i think the sexual sneezing yeah. thing i'm always fascinated by medical stuff that's super weird like why why you have erectile 
tissue yeah. in your nose. I don't know. See, that's I think another reason for there being a creator because who 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 would do that other than a creator? Going, this is going to be funny. Yeah, these these hundred people are going to deal with this. I'm like, yeah. they're going to have this. Um, so Jason, uh, how was your weekend? You're supposed to go first. Oh no, I am. Never mind. I asked you the question. Yeah, See? I'm an idiot. I'm a smooth transitioner. You are. You're smooth. Smooth criminal. So. Um, da, 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 da. Who sings that? Uh, it's not Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who is that? Oh my God! You don't know no. who sings that? No. I was going to pull a joke, and, no. and now this gets even better. <laughs> Crap! Who is that? Michael John Van Dree. Yeah, I was sheltered. Sheltered. Okay, who was it? One of the most iconic pop singers that's ever lived is currently dead. Prince or Michael Jackson? It's Michael Jackson, for God's sake. I don't like Michael Jackson. Why? We've talked about this. I don't know. <sighs> His music is great. I think it was overrated. Anyways. Before, before, before the people kill me, I wish you No kidding. Gosh. It was interesting. Uh, Megan worked. Megan? Megan went to a lavender festival on Friday. Okay. What is what is a lavender festival? So basically, it's a there's a field in Imalake uh, City, which is dude, it's like north of Detroit. It's a long it's drive, like thumb, right? Thumb area, yeah. correct. And uh, there's lavender fields there, and it, it's just a hippy dippy like it's got vendors and stuff like that. And so she was there all day. So check this out. Tell me what you think about this. What you? I know what you would do. I know you. So they go there and they uh, go to the vendors or whatever. And then the lavender farm is like 10 minute drive. So they go there and it's seven fifty each to get in. They're like, okay. And it's at four 30 and it closes at five. Now that's on Megan and Brandy. Uh, they, they got there late. That's fine. I would still charge you if you got there at four 30. Yeah. It's not my problem. They get in there. There's no lavender. It's all Brown because it doesn't bloom till July. What? And they charged them. Yeah. So Megan was doing something and Brandy went and talked to the lady and she's like, there's no lavender here to pick, but you charge us seven fifty. Can we have our money back? She was like, mm, no. So what, what exactly were you supposed to do in these lavender fields? Yeah. I, I, I should share the picture on social media after this episode. It's just literal brown. Let's, Megan, let's bash this place. Well, I said to Megan, I said, listen, why don't you email them? Maybe that wasn't the owner that said no. Maybe yeah. it was a kid. I don't know. Email the owner. See what they say. If they still give you uh, trouble, then I said, go to Yelp. Yeah. There should be a big sign like lavender is not blooming. Right. So maybe mm -hmm. there was more things to do there. I don't know. But they specifically went for the lavender. And the, yeah. the lady should have checked her right, right there. Like, hey, just let you know the fields yeah. don't bloom till July. Because, you know, we're from Grand Rapids. We don't have lavender fields over here. But we have lavender. But, but you don't think about that. You think no. maybe they have special lavender. And they yeah, figured you, you it don't out. Know. You're just trying to support the uh, community. That's so. crazy. So she was gone Friday. So I had and I got home from work early on Friday. So I had kids all Friday. And then she worked Saturday so she could go to the Lavender Festival, take Friday outside, kids all Saturday. And my kids were kind of assholes this weekend. I'm yeah. really struggling with mm -hmm. my middle child, Avery, on gratitude mm -hmm. and uh, not being a bougie bee. Mm -hmm. And just be, she doesn't know what struggle is. Yeah. And I don't know how to break that habit. Yeah. Uh, basically, just for a quick example, I got dad doesn't like to cook. And so we had uh, takeout Friday night and Saturday. But on Friday night, I was like, she was like, they love Chick-fil-A. The kids love it. Oh, I love Chick-fil-A. It's OK. I think <sighs> it's overrated. 
The fries are really good, but the chicken's like, I would take a Wendy's chicken sandwich over Chick-fil-A any day. Nah, bro. Yeah. Um, so she always wants Chick-fil-A. I said, no, I want pizza. And she's like, oh, okay. And I ignored that. And then like half hour later, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pick up the pizza. She's like, what'd you get? I said, oh, I got pizza. And then uh, Papino's has these uh, cinnamon pizza puffs. Ooh. So like doughs, do- basically pizza dough, like broken up into little bite size with cinnamon and sugar and vanilla icing to dip. It's hey, orgasmic. Can I side note it? Is it better than cactus bread? From, I don't even know. Pizza, pizza Ranch? So I went to Pizza Ranch maybe one time when I went to high school at Okay. Community. Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go sometime with with the kids because because okay. you might as well just have kids there because it's grab as much pizza. You have to try cactus. I bread. will try. I had a lot of DJ's pizza because they they sold it at school, but I never okay. went to the restaurant. Okay. Anyway, um, so so back so back to this so, bread, which I, is amazing. And I said, but I didn't even eat breadsticks. She goes, oh. mm. and I didn't see her do that. And I put my head in the living room, and this is what I said. And I swear on a holy bow, are you? kidding me and i don't ever like swear at my kids i usually swear i looked at her i was like are you me and she didn't say anything she knew i was mad so it's just stuff like that and then we got chick-fil-a on friday or on saturday and everything was fine but i'm just like bro like i got Uh, i don't know about you growing up but i got fast food we got we got takeout and it was usually pizza on thursday once a week yeah that's it yep and sometimes not that yeah, we would have it. So when my mom worked, my dad would either pick up pizza or um, deli food. We would do hot now or pizza. Oh, see, ours was there's a place in Zealand my dad went by. But man, that's hard. That's hard when when you know how hard money is earned, and then when you do something that's not appreciated because you didn't get a breadstick. Yeah, I'm like seriously. I got you cheese pizza and cinnamon like shit it, it's delicious so. it's it's time for craft mac and cheese for her for a little well, she bit she loves that but i mean only that i don't know but see that see that we've we meg and i created rules last night let me tell you <laughs> i'm just i'm just we won't go you, into that so yeah. and then i went to bed at 9 p.m on sunday i don't know why i was just tired you were done yeah and i i slept in in quotes till 7 sunday morning because friday saturday i got up at 5 so i could run at yeah. 6 15 so uh, I don't mind getting up early, but yeah, I don't know what it was. Well, and so when when you were having that, we were at Buddy's Pizza in Grand Rapids. When? Friday night. When you were having all the trouble with your pizza. Oh. We were having Buddy's Pizza, which Thanks is for the invite. amazing. It's Cam's end of school, and he invites some of the neighbors, and we go out there. Mike doesn't like to spend time with the Tearies. Like we, no, we, we've, we try. we've given dates upon dates, no. and they constantly cancel, you and they what? can't do anything. You know what? Friday was one of the dates we offered. I know. Anyways, but anyway, so we we were there. So anyways, um, my weekend we had a good good long run. Uh, not we. I had a good long run. Well, I had a good that. long run too. You had a good long run. You didn't mention, but I had a good long run on um Saturday morning. Went to a birthday party of a friend. Here's the thing: I'm getting so damn old friends turning 40 i'm like crap i'm turning 40 you're knocking soon. on the door i know i'm I mean, not gonna... three years no i don't when's your birthday i'm 38 now my oh, birthday's in august no my birthday's in oh, august so you're so... like you know you are knocked so you got a year and a half a, or no a year, year and a couple, couple months, months. Yeah. i know nelly's turning 40 this december oh i know are you gonna uh book a trip to mexico and then forget to yeah passport that's what i'm gonna do yeah that'll be nice that'll be great for content for the show <laughs> Or uh, I'd have a surprise party for Natalie. No, I already told her not having a surprise party. She'd kill me. You got to do something, though. I will. Not gift-wise. Like, she doesn't want a gift. She no. wants, like, an adventure. No, she she would like, and this we were kind of figured it out. She'd like an open house where people would just come 
and just hang out with her. Okay. Like people she knows and loves. So you guys will not be invited. Well, I'll be invited, but Megan will have to work 17 hours in a row or something. Poor like Megan. That. She's always working. Um, but she's not. That's the funny part. <laughs> but she is like, especially on weekends, right? Because well, it's every third and it's every third. Yeah. Um, and then we uh we went to a wear orange um time in Holland, which is for the gun violence. Um, there are people there writing to the senator to Heisinger, who's your rep. That t- who <laughs> it's your rep too. I know, but I also knew it last time. I'm gonna have to mark this explicit. Yes. I'm getting off the rails again. <laughs> this is good. I love it. This is the real stuff. But anyways, so there's there the phone calls, a lot of writing. There's other things. It was cool to see people in Holland who were there, but the thing I was most disappointed, I saw like two to three other um, church staff that I knew in all of Holland there. The rest were not there. Well, you're 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 a um, a misnomer in the Holland community in the religious thing. You're not. Most of them are right leaning Republican. So, and even those who are moderate weren't there. I I was disappointed not to see that. And maybe again because it was like a two hour segment. Maybe they came later, but. So uh, on TikTok, I you can repost stuff. Have you been seeing that me reposting things that I've seen about it? Because you can no. repost like a, like a retweet. I and oh. I just wonder what it looks like. I, I've, I've never, never seen it. No, but the algorithm is picking up things like pissed about gun violence. Yeah. And there was some guy today that like basically shit talked the Republicans in the House from Michigan. Okay, and like yeah, see all those Republicans over there? They keep stopping us having comment and blah blah blah. So. Anyways, if you follow my TikTok, it might be... Uh, so everyone follow Jason's TikTok and you'll know more about that. You'll know more, more about where I stand. Uh, Mike went to an orange uh, thing but didn't wear orange. I saw a picture. He was <laughs> so, the only one. But but I also had a sign. You didn't see it in the picture. But I don't have no shirt that's an could orange. Could you at least what, spray painted the shirt orange? I could have. Or what I wanted to do, but we decided not to. Like, I have a hunter's vest. There you go. Although that's weird. See, it came that's up weird. weird. Nope, you're right. Good now, call. Now, the only person who wore an orange vest was, you know, like, I feel bad. That's, you know, like with, when people work on the road, I was going to say, or yeah, trash. It, it's, it's the safety orange vest. Safety vest. Yeah. But, but I didn't have that. Yeah. Somebody had the orange safety vest. I'm like, okay, that's good. But the orange no, hunting, good I was call. like, that was a very smart move, yeah, Mike. I'd rather wear gray than that. So, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I've never been to a quote unquote protest march. I've never done that. That was our third. Really? Yeah. When uh, for the, for the gun violence? No, there was one when um they they're separating families, mm. so we did that, and then when there were one of the early shootings in COVID, of of the black, I think black male in was it George, George Floyd? was it George Floyd probably George Floyd I think it was George Floyd one um and so we did that so it's the third one Cam right third one already too so he's he's going strong we always try to tell him why we're doing it like yeah do you ever feel that you're indoctrinating your son on your beliefs maybe that maybe he doesn't like that but but he can he'll be able to decide like we yeah. talk with him many times and like this is what we're deciding this is why you don't have to believe it when you go grow older but this is why we're doing it anyways anyways and then one last thing is cam started to lift weights he actually lifted today um and so i set up a little prog- program for him like i have an app that i use and I changed one of my programs to his, but I forgot I left two extra things on, and he did them all. He comes in, damn, I'm so sore. Oh, he's gonna be screwed. Not tomorrow, but the, well, he'll be a little bit tomorrow, but the next day. But he's young though; he's not old like us. That's though. true. It's usually next day, and so he did a couple extra lifts in there. But um, he's wanting, you know, basketball and track. And I was like, yes, he's lifting weights. That's so cool. I feel like a 
one of those dads. So my son's lifting weights. Don't be like that. No, it, it's his option. And I say, I'll, I'll help you as you want, but you have to decide to do it. So for sure. So next up, we're going to be talking with Blake Fine, a Rethinking Christianity podcast. Found Blake on Instagram. I don't really uh, know how I found him. Like I, I follow um, that. You can follow hashtags. Yep. Uh, I, I'm sure you knew that. You're you're pretty you're pretty savvy Instagrammer. Pretty probably, techie. probably more than me. Nah. Uh, um. But so I think I did maybe like faith and uh, podcast and whatever. And somehow I found it, and I was like, oh, I kind of like you know, this stuff. And I think you'd be good on the show. So yeah, we're going to talk to him and I hope you enjoy it. And we will talk about what we learned on the flip side. Hey, Blake, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us on threads podcast, life unfiltered. I've uh, love to, uh, I'm excited to talk to you because I've kind of follow, followed you on Instagram. And uh, I don't know if I found you on a hashtag or something it's super weird how i how i found you but you know the algorithm is like what you look at and stuff like that so uh, i'm glad i found you and we're going to talk about uh you and your podcast you and your podcast about rethinking christianity that was a rough intro i know mike it's, it's <laughs> you terrible. know what it's just one of those days it's one of those we're days. gonna roll with it. we're gonna roll uh so blake why don't you give us like a 60 second uh i always tell people an elevator speech like somebody said hey who are you and what do you do and then we'll kind of uh, talk about you a little bit. Cool. Sweet. My name is Blake. I am from Georgia, South Georgia. I live up in North Georgia now, which is a lot different than uh, South Georgia. If you know anything about the history of Georgia, there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, anyways, so I actually am a student pastor. I work at a church here in uh, Dalton, Georgia. And I started doing the the podcast, Rethinking Christianity, um, I think like in the middle of like the pandemic, like in the middle of 2020. And so when you're quarantining, you have a lot of time by yourself thinking too much. Uh, and so part of it was that, and part of it was just growing up in a certain form of Christianity that kind of led me to rethinking some things, hence the name rethinking Christianity. So, but yeah, I work in church. I like to read a lot and that's kind of what I do. I don't, I don't have a whole lot going on. I work, I work part-time at a coffee shop as well in the mornings, which is fun. That's just kind of like a little side thing. I just, I choose to continue to do it. So it's fun. You just want the free coffee, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so is uh, there a certain drink that is your favorite? I just, okay. So for a while there, I really like, you know, you like the basic lattes or whatever, but I've become a coffee snob. So I just like just the regular black coffee and, you know, taste it. This is easier to just do that then uh, have to do all the other stuff so yeah yeah just sure. regular old drip coffee or like a pour over or something pour over Ooh, right there is speaking to my heart so, yeah. like sometimes with, with the good pour over is just the perfect way to start a day yep sometimes i just like the process of doing it so yeah i uh i recently started intermittent fasting and so i used to get coffee and yeah. and then creamer in the morning but you can't do that so i've been drinking like i don't know if you i don't think you guys have meyer down there but it's a like a Midwest grocery store, but I've been drinking their coffee, just black and like, got it. You got to buy better stuff. When yeah. You it's just not cutting it. So I'm going to find a local roaster or something. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of them around here. I just have to, you know, do the, uh, the old taste test and stuff, but yeah, I, uh, it's not good without creamer. So, but, uh, yeah. so what's the difference between, uh, North and South Georgia in regards to what you were speaking of? So, so bluntly put, um, South Georgia has a lot more farmland. Uh, and so historically there's more slaves and things like that. So there's a lot more diversity 
in South Georgia than North Georgia, like where I'm at now, it's a lot of rich white people. And in oh. South Georgia, it's, it's not. So that, okay. I mean, this jump blunt, just bluntly, that's the big difference. There's a lot more diversity. It's a, uh, and it's more flat. There's a lot more, there's less mountains. So in Georgia is um, a lot, the long ass state when you're uh, driving to Florida, like it won't stop. Yeah. It's same. Yeah, with it really is just I 75 straight down. We live like 30 minutes from Chattanooga. And so like, if you drive, I'll go, I'm going to the beach in a couple of weeks and we're just going to straight down the state. There you go. Well, you and Mike should get along. Cause Mr. Mike is a youth pastor. Uh, oh, nice as well. So you get away uh, with cussing. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I get away. Well, yes, kind of. I mean, a small amount. We're, we're, we're also not like Baptist at all. So it makes it a little bit easier. I'm at a Methodist church. So it's a little better. Yeah, I, grew a little up, better. I grew up Baptist. So Baptists do not like their swearing, but it's yeah, it's I do though. So, <laughs> well, Mike That's doesn't swear a lot. I'm usually the one, but yeah. it, uh, some of the things I, I, I protect Michael on the show and I'm like, I got to beep that because it's, it cannot go out that way. You make it sound worse when you, I know the, the beeping does make it sound. Worse, <laughs> yeah. Right? I but. played one or uh, I think I started listening on, I don't know which one, but within the first like little bit, I just heard a beep and I was like, all right, Ooh, that's the recent be- one. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so your podcast, you mentioned a little bit, you started it during COVID. Like was like, what about COVID made you go, Hey, I, I am want to start a podcast now other, other than time you mentioned time, but yeah. Well, Tom, and I had not, um, I had wanted to do a podcast for a while. I just like the idea of it. I used to, I'm, I like to write, but mm-hmm. I'm like kind of lazy. And so I don't want to write. Uh, and so I was like, what way can I like get my opinions out there uh, or thoughts out there without having to do like, I mean, it is work doing the podcast, but oh. like, I can just kind of get on here and just talk. Uh, and so I just started like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to like do a podcast. And I was thinking through like ideas and I'd grown up in like one form of Christianity pretty much my whole life, whether it been at the Methodist church where I'm from or the Baptist church, they, they just had like, there's really no difference. And they literally are right across the street from each other or they were before they, one of the churches moved. But, you know, I think growing up in that and then like just thinking through, well, what would I want to talk about? And I just kind of like began to see a lot of the, how politicized Christianity had become and how um, I just didn't feel like people were like really actually caring about what the, this Jesus guy had to say they, they cared about like salvation uh, and the idea of like, where you're going to go after you die or whatever. But it was like, well, what about like while we're here? And so I struggled with that for, you know, for most of my life. And, you know, so I, I had the idea come to me like, Oh, what if I had a podcast called rethinking Christianity where I just talked about a bunch of different ideas. And, and one of the things I, I started reading a guy named uh, John Mark Comer. Uh, and he talked about this idea of, like following the way of Jesus, which was kind of right up my alley at the time. Uh, and I just kind of was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it and see if I can hit up some people to do interviews and talk to different folks. And uh, it went a lot easier than I thought it would be. I thought a lot of people would say no, but apparently people like to talk about themselves. So um, <laughs> I was able to get a bunch of authors on. I, I hit up some different publishing companies and things like that. And so, um, but mainly I just wanted to like, have a place where there could be, you know, open conversation and just kind of let my thoughts out. So that was kind of the big thing time and just doing it and, and seeing where it would go. It was kind of like, let's see, let's see how far this can go. Yeah. I listened to two episodes. I listened to the one you suggested and I listened to the one with, uh, Brian, Brian. I think that was your last yeah, one. Yeah. Brian McLaren. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know any of these people. I'm not. Uh, my story is I grew up uh, Christian and uh, like a CRC. Uh, what was it? Christian Reformed? Christian Reformed. I didn't know. I didn't know if like Southern people like this Christian Reform goes all the way down to the Southern. A little bit, but not much. So, okay. So he may not know. Yeah, I don't think. But anyways, I'm shocked. I don't know that one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's every corner up here, bro. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I don't know a lot of those authors, but I thought I wanted to get a taste of your podcast. So I enjoyed the interview and then you and your friend today, uh, the one that you sent, I remember you hearing something about like saying, which really resonated with me, like feeling guilty, not knowing everything or something like that with the Bible, like being like, you don't have to know everything and it's okay to say something. And you're not like a dirt bag or a non-Christian. If you be like, I really don't get this. Cause that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. And that was another big thing was like, the more I was like reading about the Bible, particularly because my undergrad was in Christian studies or whatever, the more I was like, bro, these pastors that I've been listening to are morons. That's literally was, <laughs> was my thinking. I was like, these guys literally don't have any clue. And it's not that like that I do. It's the fact that I don't and I've never been taught this and it's being revealed to me through reading and stuff like that, that I was kind of like, you know what? And I and I was it was really uncomfortable at first because you have this like foundation of how you're like taught to believe in a certain way, system of beliefs. And if that is like pulled out from under you, it's kind of like, well, what do I do now? Um, and thankfully, you know, I've had a lot of like time to like look at different resources and stuff like that. But I'm on a continual journey of just like thinking through like, well, what is it? What does this mean for me, particularly at this point in time? Or, And I think the best place to start as any person of faith is saying, I, I don't have all the answers and I probably never will. Yeah. How do you feel like uh, you're so I always think of Mike because he's got a boss and that's the lead pastor. I mean, he's got the board and everything, too, but how have they uh, responded to those kind of thoughts? Cause you know, they're listening to the podcast, whether they say to you know, or not, they're, they're checking in on you. I you mean, know what I, I mean? I've always, I've only gotten positive feedback. And I think some of it is like, I, I try to be wise about it. Like I try not to like put every like thought I have out there just because <laughs> one, the, one big thing is, well, in the same way in which I've changed so much, like once you put it out there, it's out there. And what if I change? Like, what if my thoughts mm -hmm. change on that? Uh, and now, you know, there's some things I'll talk about, but I've only had positive feedback. I mean, they might, I mean, I, I think they know that um, most of the time I'm interviewing people and I'm, I'm kind of just letting them talk. And I try not to share a lot of my own thoughts because there are times, you know, obviously when I interview people, I don't agree with them. Um, but, and I've even put, I've, I try to protect myself in some ways, but sometimes I'm like, I really don't care that much, but I've even put on there like guests or their the opinions of guests are their own and not mine. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, but I've not had any, you know, negative feedback and, and I have some of these private conversations with people that I work with uh, individually. So anything that they hear may not be like super shocking. Yeah. On the um, episode we listened to, you, you had talked about your faith in your childhood. Um, Can you tell us just a little bit about how your faith was in your childhood? Yeah. So, so I grew up, I grew up like, you know, pretty much saying my whole life that I was, a, I was a Christian. I grew up in church. Uh, my mom raised me, you know, she would, you know, read me the, like the story Bible every night before bed. And I wouldn't, I would learn all the stories um, from the old Testament, which like reading back on those now, it's like, these are pretty violent. Like, and they yes. really sugarcoat the whole killing of everybody. Um, yep. And so, you know what? You know what? 
is a terrible story for kids yeah, and we tell them about it and we leave out like everyone but Noah's family died yeah yeah and then, oh, and, then they, and then yeah. they leave out the uh stuff that happens after they get to land where Noah and oh, his yeah. sons and people have some fun in a tent but um yep. and so anyways I so I grew up you know with that kind of background and I'm really thankful that you know my mom you know, raised me in that way. And, and my parents, we all went to church or whatever. Um, I got, you know, saved or whatever when I was like 18, um, 17 or 18 going into my senior year of high school. See that that's late, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, that's late in the church. So I went to like, you know, I would have said I was a Christian for most of my life, but this was when I first had like a, um, an experience, I guess, where I felt like I needed to like respond. Um, and so I just kind of like, struggle with that. Um, but then I, I, you know, after I turned 18 or so, um, I started getting really involved at the church that I was in. And then I started to think like, okay, I think I want to work in church. Uh, and so I ended up like my first two years at where I lived, I stayed at home after I graduated. Um, and then I went to a Christian college up in North Georgia and that's how I ended up this way. Um, and that was where I started to have some like changes in my like thinking. Cause I had a professor that, um, I took this Old Testament course on just first and second Kings. And um, he started to present these questions that I had never thought about, like in regards to just the Bible, because growing up in a, I guess you could call it a fundamental background. It's not fundamental in the way of like the people were really mean or anything like that. It was just, they had yeah. their beliefs and we all believe this. And if you don't, then you're not really a Christian in the way in which we think it means to be a Christian. Um, and so once I started dealing with some of those questions, I remember I'd call my mom and she'd be like, you're going to let this like ruin your faith or whatever. Um, no. And, you know, it, it was one of those things. But over time, like that, that those things that I began to question, um, I'm, I'm really glad that I started to question them because I think it's opened a lot of doors for me to have conversations with other people that are struggling with those things. And I don't have like conclusions that I've come to on a lot of those things. But the biggest thing growing up is, you know, reading the Bible literally, not very inclusive. I mean, I was at a First Baptist Church a lot of my life in a small town in South Georgia where the the town is divided by like railroad tracks. And on one side of the town, it's a black population. On the other side of the town um, is white. So like it was all, I was around white people at church. And during the rest of the week, I was around, you know, all kinds of different people. Um, but hmm. and we said we would include everyone and we'd love everyone like Jesus. But at times it was like, why? Why do I never see any of these other people here? And and the same thing for the, you know, black churches in the town. But that was kind of the Christianity I grew up, just pretty much the Southern, like, this is what we believe, this is how we believe it. And I didn't realize that there were any other viewpoints out there. And it was just kind of a, a, a once I left is when things kind of started to change a little bit for me in college. Yeah. So now looking back on your childhood, are there things in how they raised you with the Christian faith that um, you're thankful for? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that, I mean, I think the morals that I grew up with are good. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with some of the things that, you know, I didn't drink in high school. It's probably good that I didn't do that. Um, I, <laughs> you know, there, there's some stuff like that, even if you're not religious, I think they're fine things to kind of follow. But I think the problem is when it becomes like a, a like a burden that you have to carry for a lot of people, that's what it becomes. It's like this, this weight of just following morals. I think that, you know, some of my best friends I had in high school were at my church. And so the community that I had was good. 
you know, I have no knocks against the church I went to. Um, I, I have no knocks against them or anything like that. Um, it was a good place and the people were really kind to me and they took me in, you know, so I just, I probably just think a lot differently than they do uh, at this yeah. point in my life. Yeah. Which is fair. And I, I asked that a little bit because like I've been on quite a bit of faith journey and you know, it, it's easy to look back at my childhood church and see all of their flaws and there were flaws and, and yet go, you know, the, re- the reason why I'm a Christian now is because of the things that I was taught in Sunday school, even though right Noah was taught in a way that wasn't fully true. And some of the things I'm like, eh, I, I would question those now I would, but yeah, it, it's easy sometimes to throw everything instead of going, no, there were, there were good there. So I'm glad yeah. for you. There was some solid things. Yeah. So tell us more about that college time and, and the questions that you started to ask the questions you started to wrestle with. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that I took this first and second Kings class. Uh, and one of the things that this professor, he has, a, he has a really dry sense of humor. And so he knew that all of us, it was at a Baptist college. And so he knew that most of us in the class were coming from these different, like really not different, different places, similar backgrounds of faith. So um, one view, one way of believing as Christians. Uh, and so he would pose these questions that were a lot of times like very like, they had no answer, but he would expect us to be like, so what are you going to do with this kind of thing? So like, for instance, there's some verses and I can't remember if it's in, it's a, it refers to Solomon. I don't remember what book and I don't, because we would read through different portions of different books in this class. But one of the things that he would ask about is like these sacrifice numbers where there, there are these absurd numbers of sacrifices that are being had. And he would like, say, how is this possible if there's this only this amount of land? And if he was sacrificing this many animals at this, it would take him, he would have to kill a cow every like 30 seconds or whatever. And, and he would do these things just to screw with us. Um, but then that began me like, okay, well, if there's this, then I'm sure there are other things that I have never thought about. Uh, and so I, I would go to his office and I would ask him, be like, yo, so like, what's the deal here? And he would never give me a straight answer. Uh, and I'm really, really glad that he didn't. Um, because like the way in which it, it created this discovery for me of like, okay, there's a lot of different things that are going on in this book and the way in which it's been presented to me may not have been the way it was even intended to be used for those that wrote it. So um, yeah. it started there. And that's when I started to question like developments of like why we believe what we believe, like how did these different doctrines become what they are today and like, and all this, all that stuff. Um, and so I just was like, finally came to a point where sometimes I would lay like in bed at night and be like, dude, I don't even know if I believe this junk anymore. And I'm in school. And so, you know, for someone wanting to go work in church, I was like, I really effed up here. Um, and so there, there was a lot of moments where I was like, all right, you just got to relax a little bit. Um, <laughs> and there would be times where I would intentionally ignore these questions. I would just push them away because I didn't want to deal with them or I didn't want to think about them. Uh, and, I, you know, there's still times where I'm like, uh, I don't have the energy to think about this. I don't have the energy to uh, try and find an answer. And the best thing yeah. that I've done is figure out that more often than not, I won't find an answer. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think with everyone, with how much you've been in the church and been exposed to the church, you're never going to find the answer. I mean, nah. it, it, it's it's like, do you really want to waste the time? I mean, not it's not wasting time, but I mean, 
I, I would think it'd be better just to be in thought about it instead of like reaching out to this guy or reaching out to this guy. I don't know. Cause I feel like if there was an answer, it would have been, it's, it would have been out by now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the funny thing is that people claim they do have the answer. That's the thing is like, that's true. They all have, that's and true. that's where, that's where the conversations that I have with people, and, you know, I get DMS on Instagram through our Instagram page and stuff like that about people that are struggling with stuff. And like the different, the, the different topics that I come up with oftentimes have, some connection to a message that I've gotten or a conversation that I've had. Uh, and then there, there's really people that like this causes them a lot of anxiety and a lot of struggle because, um, you know, thankfully for me, like my, my mom, for instance, is one of those that she and I have are able to have like open conversation about all of the things that I talk about on the podcast, all the things about my faith uh, and our, even her faith has changed over the course of like the last five to seven years, just, you know, reading different things and thinking through different things in different ways. But yeah, so the, the biggest thing for the, the podcast is trying to help people out that were in places where I was at, like in college, where I was freaking out. I didn't know really what to do with any of this uh, and just present like not answers, but different perspectives. Yeah. And and again, the, the longer I'm doing this, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you just by a couple of years. But yeah, I'm realizing more and more that the Bible's a ton more complex than anything that I could ever imagine. I remember even, you know, Bible college, there were a lot of answers given. Yeah. Um, and I wish there were more questions. And I guess, you know, it's even encouragement for, you know, people who are questioning faith that is complex, that it is something that gets wrestled with. And yes, there's answers, but that doesn't mean that we'll know what this side of heaven, yeah. um, what those answers are. So I think that's really cool. Now, um, with students, is this something that you're helping your students ask questions in, in high school? I don't know if you work with, with, with middle school or high school or both. So I do helping them. Yes. So I work with both. Um, we're really middle school heavy right now. I just took this job about a year ago. And so their student ministry was kind of in a, a weird place where a lot of high schoolers were attending other places just through some different stuff. But um, so right now, a lot of middle schoolers, they're not really answering or asking a lot of those questions yet. No. I feel like they will. Middle schoolers don't care about anything but having fun. So I don't even know if they even listen to my lessons when I give them. But mostly I, I, the thing that I try to do in my student ministry in teaching the, and just, I get to teach some on Sunday mornings as well as I just try to teach the Bible, um, in a way that wasn't taught to me. So I try to like explore, really get to like, how do I get to what this originally meant? What, what did this originally mean? And not like, and it's hard to do that obviously, but, but I would, I am prepared to have to have conversations with students and things like that. And I am completely okay with telling them like, you know, there will be people that tell you that there is a clear answer to this, but I'm not one of those people and I can't give you a, a clear answer because I think what that does is it misleads a lot of people in like really important transitions in their life. What are you going to do when you do talk to a middle schooler or high schooler and that parent comes up to the your boss and says, yeah, Blake is spinning this game you know i can just hear them just be like and this is not cool for us we don't believe this and he should stop doing this i really hope that doesn't it'll probably happen but <laughs> i really hope, happen, yeah but... i really hope that doesn't happen i think that like this is gonna sound like cliche i hopefully i would handle it with grace and just yeah. like be like i understand where you're coming from uh and and thankfully this is why i try i try to have one-on-one -on -one conversations about some of this, these topics with like my pastor um, and with other people that I work with so that like, if someone comes, it's not a shock. I'm, I mean, I'm not out here saying stuff that's like, I don't think heretical. Right. you know, I, 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 the biggest thing I come back to is that really asking kids, like, do you, what does it mean for you to follow Jesus? If your life mm -hmm. has been changed by 
saying that you believe that Jesus is your savior, you know, what, whatever that looks like for you, what does that mean for you to follow Jesus like today, tomorrow, this week, the way in which you treat your friends at school, the way in which you go into a job one day, the way you live your life. Uh, and, you know, I, I really, really try and push that a lot. And so hopefully, hopefully I don't have to deal with those things, but I, I know that I'm not naive to the fact that as things get more and more polarized over the course of the next 10, 15, 20 years that I'll, I'll have some fun times. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully I handle it with grace. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, right, is you're pushing them towards living it. Um, Cause as Jason and I, it feels like every week I come back to it and I'm so sad with how Christians are handling things. Cause I'm looking at scripture and I'm like, man, I think Jesus calls us to act a lot different. And so um, no, that's cool that you're teaching them to live the way of Jesus and not just random facts in their head. Well, my thing is like, who cares if you think you have correct beliefs if you're an asshole? Like that, yeah. that's like, well, what does that matter? Like, you know, <laughs> it it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, you can believe like any facts about anything, but you're still, if you're still a douchebag, it really hasn't like changed you in any kind of way or impacted you. And so, yeah. and that's goes for me. Like if I get to a place where I'm like arrogant because I'm, observed observed all these different things and i don't just love people then like i'm i've truly missed the whole point of what it even means to be a, a christian a follower of jesus so yeah for sure um so speaking of your podcast who who who's been your favorite guest so far so oh man favorite probably P- uh peter ends probably um just okay. because he was one of those early on he's a biblical scholar he actually when i had um, that professor that was screwing my life up, uh, he was one of the people he suggested to for me to read. And so I would, I got one of his first books. Uh, and when I started this podcast, I had like a list of like people I wish I could interview. And he was one of them. Um, and slowly but surely I was able to get some of these people on. And when I, I remember like we do it through Zoom. And uh, I remember like getting a little thing where I had to let him in. It was like Peter Ends wants to join your zoom. I was like, what the freak? This is wild. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's always like a little getting butterflies right before I, I let oh, yeah. people in. But I think him just because I'm, I'm a Bible nerd. Um, I care about all the other conversations of like how in which Christians behave and the way in which they ought to act. But at the end of the day, for me, I think a lot of people's struggles start with the Bible and I just find it interesting. So, um, but he's, he's a genius. He's a biblical scholar. He has a podcast called the Bible for normal people. Um, and it's, it's really good. They, they have a lot of really, uh, cool conversations. What is your goal with the podcast? I know you probably don't have one right now because you started during the pandemic and and at the beginning you said, Hey, let's just see how this goes. And, you know, threads has been around since 2017 and I hate to let it go. Um, and not that I would, but at some point it will come to an end. I mean, it, it it just has to. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to. I mean, I guess if we... We could keep doing this forever. I mean, you really could. But I mean, at some point, you're going to be like, you know what, screw this stuff. Yep. So uh, where do you see the the future of your podcast and uh, and moving forward from, you know, you've got quite a few episodes too. Yeah, I don't really know. I've been thinking about that lately of like, what like what is my end goal here. I don't necessarily have an end goal per se. I think there are a few, like some more people I'd like to talk to um, just for my, for selfish reasons to say that I was able (laughs) to talk to them. Um, And just, it is a cool platform to meet some people through the internet um, that, you know, I wouldn't get otherwise. Um, But I think, I don't know. I think my goal is to continue to like have these open conversations and um, 
just see where it goes. Yeah. I do sometimes wonder like, will I get tired of doing this? Like, will it become like exhausting? Like, um, I mean, it, it is a lot of work when you have like a full-time job and you're trying to set up interviews and you're trying to, you know, do school or whatever you have going on and trying to do this too. But I think it's just to continue to have conversations until, you know, hopefully over time, like Jesus is understood. And obviously I'm not going to be the one to do that completely, but I want to help um, people see Jesus in a way that is how he looked and not how one form of Christianity has presented him to people. Uh, you mean like a white being a white yeah, male? white Jesus with a uh, a MAGA hat on. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh geez, he went there. <laughs> mega, mega, and well, he's also from down south, though. Like that's like oh yeah, dude. There. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I can't, <laughs> dude. The QAnon stuff that goes on down here and the, the that, uh, all that, man, it's it's wild. And I'm pretty like middle of the ground, like when it comes to all that stuff. I'm pretty middle politically, but like just the whole Christian yeah. politics like political stuff drives me bonkers. Yeah, the, the Trump thing really just changed. Well, Trump and COVID with the masks and stuff, yeah. it yeah. really changed Christianity. And that's like, yeah, that's what makes doing the podcast in a way easy. It almost is like kind of sad, like how much like topics there are to cover because people keep <laughs> like presenting like these different like, oh, this is the way Jesus is or this is the way Christianity is or these abuse cases come out that have been being covered up for 20 plus years. Like, the denomination I grew up in just had like all, the SBC had all these like uh, names come out of like people that were reported for like sexual abuse that they the denomination intentionally covered up for like 20 years. So there's like always stuff to be talking about and like trying to like cover those things and also encourage people at the same time is always a challenge. So it's just, you know, I see people that are hurting in Christianity. So I just want to kind of help as best I can. You, you talk a lot about church. You work in the church world. So what what do you think is the biggest failure of the modern church? And what is our way forward? That's a loaded question. <laughs> so the biggest failure for the modern church, I think, and this is, I think what it is, it is taken um, modern day like corporate marketing and uh, the way in which businesses do business and the way in which they um, like market a product. That's, I think, the biggest failure is over the course from like the 70s to like the, I think, 2010. It's kind of shifted some, um, but I think it hit its peak in like 2016, 2017 of like church is this thing where you have this one guy that's this hot shot. That's the preacher that's leading the thing that has a vision. And that's the thing is like the perfect pastor has got to be great at creating vision. He's got to be a great speaker. He's got to be fashionable. And so that whole like mega church product when it was created over time, like all these other churches were like, Oh, we see these other churches growing and we want to grow. So we're going to do what they're doing. And you see the same exact thing with what businesses do. We see what Apple's doing. We want to do that as a business. And so what that did was it's like, I think it's like this um, funnel of like doing church where you have these big events and you, you hopefully can get people into small groups and things like that but you don't ever see Jesus really doing that. Like Jesus and the church and like um, historically in the book of Acts, like they're just hanging out. Like they didn't, they weren't making money off the thing. They're actually being killed for it. And like, so I think that was, is the biggest failure. Um, I think. Oh, sorry. I just want to talk into that a little bit is, you know, when we we talk the abuse because we value the man on stage and the show, we, we don't care about the character. Right. And, so we have all these abuse and we don't care if they 
display the fruit of the spirit, if they display any of that, and we have horrible people who sound really good and who who can put on a good show, and they're lauded as their spiritual director. So yeah, yeah, it it becomes a mess, and I think like what it does is it gets away from that thing I mentioned earlier, like where the the way of Jesus, like what what does it mean to follow the way of Jesus, and what does that look like every single day. Uh, and I think to do that, you have to like have people around you that are with you individually that are a part of a community. And, and can that be done from a big church? Yes. But does it happen a lot? No, it doesn't seem to happen a lot. And even in small yeah. churches, everyone has their own silos. But I think the thing that, you know, I think the thing that has to change is like really getting to the root of what does it mean to be an apprentice or a disciple of Jesus and doing that kind of in, in smaller groups. I don't know what the way forward is in doing that because people are people love being recognized and people love like being the guy. So I mean I don't think that'll change until Christians quit going to those churches and giving money to these churches. And so and what we see is like even pastors can do the most horrific stuff and people still tithe and people still give money and people say like, oh you just don't understand the spiritual burdens he's got on him. Things like that. So um yeah. I think that that's kind of I think that's what the biggest mistake is. And I don't know what the way forward is. I think individually people have to recognize it. Yeah. And I think it's people stop, as you said, stop going to those churches and stop giving money. I mean, like one that I listened to a lot when I was younger was, was, was Mark Driscoll. Yes. And you know, Mark Driscoll did all those ter- terrible things. And yet you hear people still say who still go to church. Well, you know, there's a lot of fruit that's like, but there he's a terrible person who's <laughs> abused people. Um, in a lot of different ways and we're okay with that and people are still giving money and he's going to keep going until he's got a church now in like arizona that's huge yeah it's crazy because people and 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 those people know it and those it's still going on there and so yeah i think your your solution is the best it takes all of us stop going to those churches stop tithing and eventually there's no market for them did you um did you listen to the the mars hill podcast series of course yeah that jump was crazy it was, and, and some of the things I knew and some of the things I didn't, I'm like, this, oh, man. I You know, it was one of those where I'm like, I actually can't believe I listened to him and liked him at one point. But, man, he, yeah, yeah something happened. I there. feel out of the loop. Was, was Mark a Mars Hill yeah. pastor? But in um, the Mars Hill Seattle. Grand- no, in Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Yeah. I thought the Mars Hill here, that was no, that's, the only one. No, there were two. They, they both started the same, roughly the same time. Both had the same name. Didn't know the other one. Had oh, the other okay. Name. It's completely. There was okay. a Mars Hill was like that Rob Bell pastored. I don't know if that's. Yeah. The, yeah that's here. in Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. is that where y'all are? See, I like Rob yeah. Bell. I wish he was still a pastor. His teaching. He's a really good teacher. Really, yeah. inter- really interesting guy. Well, Blake, I appreciate the time. Where can people find your show? And uh, and obviously you're you're big on Instagram. That's where I saw. So why don't you uh, let people know where they can find it? And then, then yeah. We'll- yeah, you can just find you can find Rethinking Christianity on Apple, Spotify, all those any pretty much any streaming platform. You can find us on YouTube there. We'll put we have the episodes on there and some other stuff that we do. And then you can if you want to follow us on Instagram, just type in Rethinking Christianity podcast and it'll come up with a little logo with a white head with some gears in it so um cool yeah that's where you can find us thank y'all for having me on i really appreciate it yeah it was a good conversation uh thanks for coming on well jason what did you learn from mr blake fine reverend blake fine i don't think he's reverend no but but we'll go with the reverend yeah i think i learned that he still can't swear on his podcast because he's a little nervous about his staff which He's a young, he's a young kid. He's young. 
um, you're seasoned. You, you've only been with your uh, con- the congregation for like five years, but you're a seasoned human and been around the yeah. biz, the biz in quotes for a while. So, uh, no, I, I learned that um, I learned about Georgia and the split of the yeah, that was amazing. South. I didn't know that about um, the the racism that went on there. Uh, Blake is an incredible human. I could tell that he has kindness in his eyes and it was very nice to talk to him. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Yeah. I appreciated. I'm going to do appreciate instead of learn. Yeah, that's I'm fair. to break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop me. Um, I appreciated that that it's somebody else who I'd say thinks a lot like me. Yeah. And being open again. I think we will land different places, even belief wise. Even some of the authors, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I love them, but I love that he is open and trying to learn and not like this is what we believe in. You have to believe it, especially since he's working with middle school and high schoolers um yeah not many high schoolers now but that's the time where i think the church's most failed students is yeah i get it in middle school and even children's like we should teach them the bible stories here's what it says but in high school it should be like hey you're going off to college and we need you to start questioning this yeah it was interesting that you brought up the the noah thing i didn't know there's an alternative to the noah story and again you can't tell a kindergarten everyone got murdered or whatever it was or died from the flood or whatever i didn't know that like i'm 40 today i learned (laughs) that everyone died but noah like i didn't know that and so i think it would be good in high school and say hey we sugarcoated this shit back there because we didn't want to scare you but like this is the shit we need to talk about well because i think we do that in most i'm trying to think back to high school but i remember in some things like in science you would learn something in elementary at that level and they'd be like okay you learn this elementary but here's the full yeah truth and i feel like that's what high school should be like hey everyone else drowned like what is that what questions because that brings up questions like is god loving my favorite thing i've learned about noah since (laughs) is a lot of jewish scholars think noah's sons after the ark thought saw their dad naked is what it says but really the in the jewish they think he chopped off this um their dad's penis is what actually happened i know the family did the, the sons did why there's a whole they don't know that but like according to how 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 the uh how the um hebrews written um they saw their father naked is this like code word for they chopped off his dad's so should i be worried about my sons doing that to me when i get older i don't know but anyways it's one of those things i learned just this past like month and i'm like mm. been to bible school and all this but there's things that we don't talk about in our bible that i think are harmful because they're real questions. They're yeah, real and, questions and, and, that we have. And why do Christians like why do people like look down at you when you question it? It's like, yeah. bro, it doesn't mean I don't love Jesus. I'm yeah. just questioning this stuff. I tend to find that those who question the most love the most. That is a really good statement. I should, appreciate that. It's just what I've learned because again, because then they're thinking about it. They're not blindly following yeah. whatever this is, yeah. and they're like, you know what? This this confuses me. You know, I love God. No, I, I think that's a really good point. Let's put in another example. It's like you and Megan, like you and Megan's journey. My guess is you love her more now than what you did even five years ago. Oh, hundred percent. And again, you guys have gone through ther- therapy together. You guys have done that. So like not question, but you've, you've asked hard questions with each other. I mean, we, yeah. And, and that's made you love her more. And, and, but, but we don't allow people to do that with God. Yeah. Like that's such a good point with Megan and I like more open communication brings you closer together of what you're trying yeah. to work on whatever that is yeah that's a really good point Similar to god you're reading the bible and you're like god this doesn't make sense why you would kill off everybody but noah's family 
is going to be a conversation you can have. So, right. So that that is that's what I learned from him. I'm glad there's somebody else who is out there who is asking the questions, even though they're on church staff and encouraging others to ask those questions. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate you listening to the show as always. And, we, and also girls, too. We appreciate the girls. Yeah, I feel like our, our media company, Hey Guys Media, like with all this like yeah. woke stuff now, it's like, Hey Guys Media, like, Hey People Media. But the only reason we said we called it that because I was like, Hey guys, welcome to the show or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. but anyways, uh, we have a Facebook group. We'd love for you to join that. We also have a newsletter. I did record a video for you, but oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, did a B inspection. So Ooh. you can look at that. It's yes. pretty boring. It's like five minutes. I'll no, cut it's it down. really exciting. I don't know what the. I have to beep all this because Blake's going to share it and uh, I got to make sure I beep all this. Yeah. But I don't know what I'm doing as a beekeeper. I know. Anyways, well, you can see it in the newsletter. Uh, shit show. And so you can sign up for that on, on our website, threadspodcast.com slash newsletter. It's free. And then, of course, we have Patreon. We had our first yes. Patreon member, Joe Pellerito. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you, Joe. There's three different tiers, $37 and $20 a month. The $20 wow. is like, we'll pretty much rub your back. Uh, <laughs> Mike is freaking out over here. But uh, it doesn't really matter what tier you do. Uh, we appreciate each one of you. Um, and always to, sh- to, to help us out non-financially, which we appreciate, just share the show. Share it with somebody that you yeah. love or don't love. I don't care. Yeah. Share it with an enemy. We don't care. Share it with an enemy and make them listen to it. Yeah, I'd say listen to this crap. All right, guys. As always, keep the faith, do your work, and live life unfiltered. Peace. <laughs>